0: So let's look at this Mark text today. It reads, Mark chapter 10, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 17 is where we're going to start. I'm going to be reading uh, this one from the New King James Version, and it reads, now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do? that I may inherit eternal life. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud. Honor your mother and your father. And he answered and said to him, to him, Jesus, teacher, All these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. (laughs) It's It's always them one liners that Jesus just, they get you. One thing you lack. He says, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So far our scripture reading today, um, this is our part two in this series, The Power of Sacrifice. If I had a title for it, I would probably call it, There's One Thing You Lack. It's probably what I would call it, There's One Thing You Lack. So let me, let me start off today's talk by saying this. That at the, core of, at the core of Christianity is sacrifice. At the core of Christianity is sacrifice. Listen, you shouldn't call yourself a Christian if you never fast. You shouldn't call yourself a Christian if you never deny yourself. If you never deny yourself, you should not in any way be calling yourself a Christian. Because at the core of Christianity is sacrifice. Here it is. When God looked at the world, he said, I love you so much that I'm gonna send my son. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So at the core of this whole thing that we call Christianity, we have sacrifice. These these teachings are hard. These are not easy sermons. If I'm preaching blessings, a whole lot easier. If I'm prophesying great things over your life, a whole lot easier. But when we start talking about sacrifice, it gets a little tight because we get nervous. Sacrifice is not uh the thing that we necessarily want to hear it's like preaching about suffering i remember one day i was reading a book where i used to work for at&t back in the day and i was reading a book on suffering and one of my co-workers walked by my cubicle and said what are you reading i'm reading so and so and so about suffering it's like who reads a book about suffering that's because you don't believe you're not a believer So, you don't understand that there's some stuff that I gotta deny. There's some, deny myself of. There's some stuff that I have to sacrifice in my life in order to be a Christian. So, our lesson today is a lesson that they they call him the rich young ruler. This guy, rich, young, and in charge. Come on, he's living a good life. Rich, young and in charge. He's running stuff. He's an aristocrat. He's at the top of the food chain, being young, having everything he wants. However, he's a Jew, and he has a notion that there is something after here. There is another life after here, and he's running to Jesus. And he asks him, hey, how do I get eternal life. Now, hear me clearly. You got to read, when you read this text, you got to really sense the, the, the emotion in the text because this guy is genuine, okay? He genuinely wants to know, how do I get eternal life? What is it that I need to do to get eternal life? So I love it because he comes and he falls down on his knees. And he says, good teacher, Jesus redirects him as every, listen, if, ever, if you have any influence, particularly as a Christian, if you're encouraging somebody, if you're counseling somebody, if you're talking to somebody, if you're just helping a friend and they just start saying stuff like, oh, you're just the best ever, you want to redirect that. That's what, that's what Jesus did. Why do you call me good? Nobody's good with God. So everybody that's in a place of influence that's giving any kind of direction or leadership or speaking a, a word of knowledge to somebody or encouraging word, you need to make sure God gets the glory. That's how Jesus is teaching us. Make sure that God gets the glory. So he says, nobody's good but God. Um, He says, here's what you need to do to get eternal life. Okay? Do not commit adultery. Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not murder. Honor your mother and your father. Do not defraud. And the dude is happy because he says, I got that covered, Jesus. I'm good. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm a Jew. And as a Jew, we have been taught that as kids. So I've lived this all my life. Jesus says, now, let me challenge you. He says, go sell your stuff. Give it away. Now listen. This rich young ruler has gotten part of it right. Okay? So hear this, the commands that Jesus lay out are what some theologians would call the negative commands. These are the negative things that you would do to people. Thou shalt not kill, you know? So the ruler is saying, the young dude is saying, hey, I don't do negative stuff to people. I got this. Jesus says, you have a part of it, but you lack something else. What do you mean? He says, this is, give me some liberty. So it's like Jesus is saying to him, it is respectful and noble for you not to take from people, but it is Christian for you to give to people. See, he was happy about what he didn't do to people. Jesus says, I need to deal with what you're not doing for others. See, Jesus says, I got to deal with, you got it right that you're not having negative actions toward people. But what you're missing is positive actions toward people. Having good morals makes you moral. But being a sacrificial giver makes you a Christian. Eh, We don't like that. That's, That's Jesus talking. We don't like that. Jesus says, you got all the good stuff. But look at, what he, look, look at how, what he says to him. He says, so i tell you what, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go sell your stuff. Give it away to the poor. And then come follow me. So the guy who lives right, who came seeking heaven, is challenged. And the text says, He walks away from an invitation to heaven because he could not get rid of his riches. So Jesus says, now let me challenge you because you got all the do's right, what I need to do as it relates to the commandments. But the first commandment is, thou should have no other God before me. And the question becomes, When you check this off, I got an A here, I got an A here, I got an A here, I got an A here. The question is, cumulative, can you pass that test? And when it was presented to the young rich dude, he was like, man, I'm genuinely sad about this. Because I do want to go to heaven. I want eternal life, but God is not my God. My possessions is my God. And I'm not ready to part with him just yet. Because I love it. You would think Jesus would say, come follow me. Sell your stuff. Give it to the poor. No. He says, sell your stuff. Give it to the poor. And then come follow me. The prerequisite for following Jesus is living a sacrificial life. We don't like this kind of teaching. We, I don't know if we're writing books about this. I don't know. I don't know if we're writing books about this. So here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write this down right here. I want you to, to, I want to, I want us to go to another place and I want you to see what uh, uh, sacrificial living does for us. Look at Hebrews real quick. He told the guy one thing you lack, you lack sacrificial living. And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Do we lack sacrificial living? Okay, so pastor, I don't, I don't cuss. Pastor, I don't lie. I honor my mother and father. I don't steal. I don't cheat. I don't commit adultery. I don't stay out and, and live a, a hell life. But are you living a sacrificial life? So look at what the writer of Hebrews says. I want you to write this text down because it's great. He goes on to say, but do not forget, look, to do good, commandments, And to share, sacrifice, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Here, number one, I want you to write this down today. Sacrificial living pleases God. Sacrificial living pleases God. Mm, Tight, 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 tight. Yeah. Just let it sit for a second. Hebrews writer says, do good and share. Do good and share. You see, they go together. Share means I need to give up something from my life. All right, let me keep going. Let's my time go away. All right, I want you to look at uh, Matthew 16, 24. Now listen. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Write this down. Here's the next one. Sacrificial living unlocks kingdom living. Now, here's what's funny to me. Here's what's funny. In the 80s and in the 90s, and I'm hearing it now, that people who lived in big houses and people well, Christians who live in big houses and Christians who drive great cars, they would say stuff like, this is kingdom living. Yeah, this kingdom. I, I deserve to drive this Rolls Royce because this is kingdom. Okay, let me, let, me, let me adjust that. Okay, let me be clear. There is nothing wrong with driving a Rolls Royce. If you earn the money, if, if, if you can pay for it, Hey, that's your thing. I ain't no beef. I ain't telling you. I, ain't. I am not going down this road about you wrong for driving nice, okay? Because I plan to drive nicer. Because I drive nice now. I plan to drive nicer, okay? And I ain't going to have no apologies about that. If I'm going to ride a bike, I'm going to get a better bike. It just, it just is what it is. However, I would like to say to you that the notion that living high on the hog is kingdom, may not be a fair notion. Okay? Because does God want you to live well? I believe it. You know, this is what the scripture they use. They always say, a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. Yes, it does. But what Jesus is teaching us is, if you really want kingdom living, kingdom living really starts at the place of sacrifice. Why? Listen, Following Jesus is the way that you get into the kingdom you don't get into the kingdom because you are cute You don't get into the kingdom because you're a lady and you've been discriminated against You don't get into the kingdom because you're african-american man and the man they be trying to hold us down You don't get into the kingdom because you got issues you get into the kingdom because you're willing to deny yourself Jesus says it like this if any man want to roll with me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. Now listen, this is Jesus teaching at a whole nother point, but it is the same pattern that he's given our rich young ruler. He says to him, go sell your stuff, deny yourself, give it away to the poor, take up your cross, because that's going to be heavy. It's one thing for you to tell me to sell all my stuff, and I can keep the proceeds. But it's another thing for you to tell me to sell my stuff and give it away to the poor. That's heavy. Take up my cross. And then he says, now follow me. Here is the deal. You got to look at the pattern that Jesus is teaching. That first comes sacrifice and then comes kingdom living. That's why Jesus teaches He teaches it this way. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the stuff that you need will come later. And all these things, if you go back and read that text, all these things will be added unto you when you first seek the kingdom. Kingdom living happens at the place of sacrifice. Let me go you one better. In Acts, first century church, the Bible says that the, the people in the first century church went and sold their land and their belongings, brought the money back to the church, and everybody that was a Christian got, they basically divvied up the money. And the text says, and they had all things in common sacrifice comes at the beginning of kingdom living you don't get into the kingdom talking about i'm a am a king's kid so i'm gonna buy this million dollar house okay that's cool buy the million dollar house but how much of that have you given away how much have you sacrificed and a sacrifice listen never feels good Ooh, i'm sorry this ain't easy It's like, sacrifice is like medicine. Mama said, it ain't ain't, ain't good to you, but it's definitely good for you. It's like, it's like uh, castor oil. It's like castor oil. It's not good to you, but it's good for you. It's like, anybody know what red liniment is? Y'all know what red liniment, Mr. Atkins? You know what that is? Listen, let me tell you. I had strep throat one day, and my granddaddy's wife, my granddad outlived two wives. My granddaddy's wife said, Tim, you need to take some red liniment. Now, red liniment is what my daddy would, like, bathe his knees in when his joints were aching. She said, take the red liniment, put sugar in it, and drink it off a spoon. I said, Daddy, this lady trying to kill me. <laughs> Had strep, though. Listen, in less than 10 hours, strep was gone. It was horrible. It's like, of course, strep is gone. I'm about to die. (laughs) It worked. I've never done it again, but it worked. Sacrifice is kind of like that. It's at that moment where it doesn't feel good at the moment. You see? But the end result of it takes me to another place. Y'all hear me? Sacrificial living unlocks kingdom living. We see it all the way through the text. That when I'm able and willing to release, listen, I just emptied out my closet the other day and I got like a lot of shoes. I got a lot of shoes that I'm giving away. These are shoes that I still can wear. But I'm like, okay, Lord, let me, I'm gonna give it to Goodwill. There's gonna be a big guy somewhere. I I get happy about giving away my clothes because big guys can't just go into Goodwill and find good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like wanna stand in front of Goodwill with a sign and say, now they got big and tall. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it, 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 I want to give you stuff that I can still wear, stuff I'm willing to wear. It's just stuff that I don't wear. So I want to give it away because I want to bless you. I could keep it because there's always that moment. First of all, I got a sliding scale. I don't know about y'all. I guess y'all don't. I got a 20-pound sliding scale that I keep a 20-pound uh, you know, section in my closet for when I'm feeling bloated, and I need big clothes. Y'all don't have that. I know, because y'all so fit and y'all work out. I eat out. Pray my strength. So, <laughs> when we sacrifice, we unlock kingdom living. Let me keep moving. I want to read the same text to you, this, this uh, Matthew text that I just read, Matthew uh, 16, 24 through 26. I want to read it again in the message version. And I want you to hear this version. Hear what it says. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Because this presupposes that there are people that walk in with Jesus, but won't let him be in control. Mm-hmm. Let's go on. He says this. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. I love Jesus. He says, don't run from suffering. Embrace it. See, this is some different Christian teaching. Because see, we teach people stuff like, you just name it and claim it. You declare in God, you declare in Jesus' name that it ain't going to be so. What if Jesus declared it? Whose declaration going to work? See, that's the stuff that we, we've been teaching stuff wrong. What is Jesus saying about it? Now, let's say what he says about it. Instead of trying to use something that applies somewhere else in your theology, in this, you can't go to the, to the, to the car lot and name and claim a car you can't afford. Yeah, but, but the word says, the word says, that I call things that be not as though they were. Well, first of all, the word didn't say that. It said that about Jesus. That he was the one that called things that were not as though they were. So we gotta be careful with the stuff that the Bible says that you can do. Oh, that's a a Wednesday night. That's a Wednesday night. Okay, got it. He says, I'm in the driver's seat, you're not. Do not run from from, uh, suffering, embrace it. Look at what he says. Follow me and I'll show you how. Here it is. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way. My way, listen, to finding yourself. Let me stop right here. Y'all write this down. Sacrificial living helps you find you. Jesus says, sacrificial living helps you find yourself. Listen, the rich young ruler didn't know him self he thought he was a guy that was crossing all the t's dotting all the i's as a matter of fact in hebrew culture if you were rich to them it was a sign that the favor of god was on you jesus just busted up that myth jesus is saying okay you got all that right cool But there's another part of your life that you're missing in, and that's in self-sacrifice. Jesus says right here, at the place of self-sacrifice, you'll find out who you are. Because the rich young ruler who thought, man, I got this in the bag, found out that he was not who he thought he was. Think about this. He had it right. He runs up to Jesus with passion. He falls down on his knees with worship he asked the right question. What could I do to be saved? Jesus says, A, B, C, and D. He says, good, I got that. Jesus says, one more thing, give up all your stuff. And he was like, whoa, I can't do that. And the text says he was sad about it. Might he have been sad because he thought he knew himself, but it is at the place of self-sacrifice where he realized I don't know me like I thought I did. Because Jesus says it's a whole nother ball game following me. So this text says if you want to find yourself, who are you? I love Jesus. Really? Let's see if you love Jesus. It's Wednesday night. It's raining. You've worked all day. You got to go home and cook right quick. And then it's Bible study. Self Denial says, I want to go to bed. But Lord, you, learning about you, being with the saints, being in your presence is more important. I'll go to bed after an hour and 15 minutes. I'm going to talk to the wall. Wall. Self-sacrifice is when it's raining outside on a Sunday morning. And you wrestle with the alarm clock and you win. You cut it off and you go back to sleep. But self-sacrifice will tell you, nope, I'm going to get up because, God, you're worthy even on this rainy day to be praised. And worshiping you is more important than staying here in this bed because I need to die to myself anyway. Can't get no talk. I can't get no talk. Listen, the hardest fight in your life, for most of you in this room, you ain't fighting not to murder somebody. Come on, the biggest the biggest the biggest fight in your life is self denial. Come on, that's why you eating on a forty day fast. That's why the biggest struggle is not to get the cup of coffee in the morning. Y'all ain't struggling in that? About to say, y'all super. Y'all are great. Because suffering, there's a lot of chatter going back in this room. Somebody suffering with their coffee back there on this back. That is so funny. Well, y'all talking about that, ain't you? That's funny. So listen, it's, it's hard. You find yourself. At the place of sacrifice, I'm all of this, I'm wonderful, I'm great. But when that thing calls to your flesh, can you say no to it? Him, her, them. That's when you get to know you. (laughs) Yeah, man, in every area. That's where it comes in. Okay, you don't want to talk about sexual stuff? Let's talk about shopping. You're fabulous. You're great. You're so great that the wrestle is, do I pay this bill or do I shop? I'll go you one better. All my bills are paid, but I told myself I wanted to save. But I deserve it. So, what do you do? Do you deny yourself? We live, we, y'all, we live in a society that tells you not to. And sometimes the sale is greater than the sacrifice. Come on, y'all. Can we be real? I mean, the sale is great. You hear me? I got a call this week, I got a call this week about, no, no, it it started out good. Cause the, 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 the call was, hey, Pastor Tim, I am in the store. Do you wear meslin shoes? And I say, of course I wear meslin shoes. What are you talking about? That's like, that is my main dress shoe. They say to me, well, I'm in a store that has buy one, get one free. Mezlin's. Wait, Mezlin's started at $125. 350 500 for Mezlin's. And I said, are you kidding me? How, how, how much are they? I got the stuttering. How, how much? They say, $200. Buy one, get one free. Are you kidding me? I can get $400 worth of shoes for sure, but $200? I said, Go ahead, get them. I'll give you the money. They said, oh, no, we're going to bless you. I was like, what did you say? (laughs) But flesh rose up. So instead of meeting them on the side of I-20 to get my shoes, I said, well, I'll I'll meet you back over there. He said, I got to go back over to D&K and get my suit. I said okay. I'll meet you over there. Now internally, I knew what that was about, cause he ain't seen everything I like. So I just need to go on and see myself. You understand what I'm saying? Self sacrifice would have been like, hey, just sit in the car and wait for him. But instead, I mean, what's a little browsing gonna hurt? What's a little browsing gonna hurt. Tim, what you about to do, Tim? I'm just going to go ahead and look. Self sacrifice would have said I tell you what, if you're itching that bad to give up $200, why don't you go out and give it out in the street? I lost the battle, guys. I bought, I bought another pair of shoes. Amen. Hey, man. hey we, I'm working too. You see what I'm saying? Jesus was saying to me at that moment, hey man, go sell your stuff. Give it to the poor and come back and follow me. And I told Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and dig. <laughs> Can you wait for me out here in the car? I'll be back. I got another $200. I'm, I'm going to give it away, I promise. But it ain't every day. <laughs> anyway. So I'm saying, it happens guys in every facet of life, where we get a moment where we have to wrestle with self-sacrifice. Do I give it to you, or do I just keep it? Self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice. I thought I I was giving my daughter accolades, Megan, because Megan has been working. She works hard. She got a good check. And she said, Daddy, I'm going to make sure that I put my tithe in. She's been faithful about that. And she gave her seven, her extra seven. And so, so here's my, here's my question. She don't even know I'm asking, but in myself, I'm asking that this particular check is fabulous for you. I mean, they was working hard like a Hebrew boy. What happens when that check goes back down to not so many hours? Will that seven rise to the top? That's where seven, that's, listen, you don't really get to self-sacrifice until you are really down to your last. You know what I'm saying? I ain't putting you on the spot, baby. I'm just, I mean, it's just a good analogy. You understand? It, it, that's, that's where it is. When you got that last five, do you go on and give it to somebody? Or do you be like, no, I'm keeping this is my last five. What you going to do with it? I guess now McDonald's do have that one, two, and $3 meal. You probably can, you know, God can make a way out of nowhere with that five. But you sure can't do much with that gas. You don't give them two gallons of gas. You'll do better just handing it off and let the Lord multiply it and bring it back to you. You see what I'm saying? So when we get down to finding out who you are, it happens at this place of self-sacrifice. So he says, self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is my way uh, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade? Or what could you ever, uh, what, what, Could you ever trade your soul for? See, the question becomes when we hear the text uh, that we just read in the the New King James Version that says, What does it profit a man to gain his soul, uh, gain the world, and lose his soul? We often think that gain the world, lose your soul means die and go to hell. That's not what that means. That means, What is it to be world famous? But you don't know who you are. What is it to have popularity and have all the shoes that Meslin ever, but in, you don't know who you are and you're now running behind stuff and things, as my wife would say. Who are you? Are you still great and wonderful without true religion genes? See? And I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I, I don't wear that stuff. Whatever your brand is. Whatever it is. Whatever your perfume is. Oh, well, I, you know, I don't wear a lot of perfume. Well, let's, let's go here. Whatever your brand is at Walmart. Is life still as good with great value brand? Can you buy great value ketchup? When Heinz is right there, And you say, you know, that's all I know is Heinz. I grew up with Heinz. I'm, I'm about Heinz. But that's the extra dollar that you can sacrifice and give somebody. Hey man, hey, hey, I'm asking myself the same questions, hear me. Because I don't want great value, nothing. Pastor, <laughs> you bougie. Whatever. So when I, what I'm saying to you is, this sermon is preaching to me. You know what I'm saying? The guy in the, the, the flow team picks at me and laughs at me because I went in the men's bathroom one day and there was some great value soap in our men's, I called a meeting of leadership. I called a leadership meeting about that. I was nice. I said, hey, 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 guys. I went in the bathroom the other day and there was some great value soap in there. We don't do that. We don't do that here. And it was just one of those things. Hey, we had run out uh, without, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was legit, and we had run out, and and we didn't want to not have any soap in there. So you know what Pastor did? Pastor himself went to Bath and Body Works and bought all the orange they had. We will never. I ain't playing. We'll never. And if you see it in there, you let me know. That's just not what we do. I got a whole different philosophy about that. Catch me offline. So anyway, I said all that to tell you that self-sacrifice will cause you or help you find yourself. Now, here is one. I got a minute left that I need you to see real quick. I'm going to read it from Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. I'll start there at the Message Bible. It says, this this is Paul talking now. Paul is talking about giving up stuff. And look at what it leads to. He says, the very credentials these people are waving around as something special I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash. Along with everything else I I, I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes. All the things I once thought were so important are gone in my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Jesus Christ as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going on for me is insignificant. Look at what he says, dog dung. Well, I could tell y'all some stuff right there. Paul said that's some junk, right? (laughs) Paul said that's some junk right there. Okay. Uh, He says, I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ, listen, and be embraced by Christ. This is some good stuff. Paul says, I'm living sacrificially. The stuff that made me the best me I could ever be. And when you go back and read Paul's resume, he'll tell you, I was the top of my class. I was a Jew of Jews, meaning I'm full-blooded. It ain't my daddy was a Jew and my mama was something else. My mama and dad are Jews. I'm top of the line. I know the law. I can recite the law. I can give it to you the way it needs to be given. And I can talk to everybody in every language. He says, none of that means anything to me. Because I want to embrace Christ. And I also want to be embraced by Christ. Is that not like just like great? Like I read this like five times. I just thought this was so amazing. So look at what he says. He says, I didn't want some petty inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules when I could get the robust kind that comes from trusting Christ. God's righteousness. What are you saying, Paul? Because whatever you're saying here is really teaching this young ruler that we started with. What Paul is really saying here is, I don't want to go down the Ten Commandments and be like, yeah, I I, did that, I did that, I did that. He says, no, I want to live a sacrificial life because that gets me closer to Jesus. Watch what he says. He says, I gave it, he said, I gave up all the inferior stuff. So I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Write this down sacrificial living causes you to know God. Y'all, I'm learning. I'm learning and teaching this series that some of the stuff that we feel like gets us in the presence of God, don't get us there. Paul is saying sacrificial living gets you to this embracing relationship with Christ. See, once you start eating again on, on, uh, on Easter Sunday, hey amen, go for it. But don't forget the sacrificial lifestyle that Christ is calling for. Don't forget it. Whether it's the $7 that we're asking for here or whether you're just standing in line and you just decide, let me buy this for somebody. I was in North Carolina the other week getting gas and there was a lady right behind me. She had a soda and some chips. I just grabbed it. I said, hey, let me buy this for you. The guy was like, man, that's nice. The lady looked at me and said, thank you. I walked out the door. I don't want you to think I want your number. None that ain't what this was about. But well, we need to do ra- and random acts of kindness. sacrificial life. It needs to happen, okay? It needs to happen. Now, I always tell you, make sure you look so you know what's in their hand now. Make sure you got enough money to pay for it. <laughs> lest you be willing to give your Coke up so you can buy theirs. Whatever works. Whatever works. So I, I do, I, I peruse and make sure. No, I can't get that, That, that you, you got too much. I can't do that. <laughs> I can get with you, come on. I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to sacrifice where you are. You understand. Okay. So here's the next one. And the last one, I'll give it to you right here. Sacrificial living never goes unrewarded. Sacrificial living never goes unrewarded. See the way God works is he wants to know if you're willing to go without so somebody else can have, and then he'll make sure you have. Are you willing to deny yourself the Starbucks? Are you willing to not have, you know, the top of the line whatever just so you could be a blessing to somebody else? Are you willing to come to church when it's inconvenient for you? Are you willing? I look at our our Wednesday night Bible study. Where y'all at? They're talking some powerful stuff in there. We're about to start a new series too about overcoming fear getting past that stuff. But that's self-sacrificing. That says, I'm going to go here and make myself available to be built up even though it's tight for me. I know you sit in traffic. This is Atlanta. Who don't sit in traffic? Your kids sit in traffic on a tricycle. It's just Atlanta. It's traffic everywhere. At 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm still trying to figure that out. It's like, what? So, So here it is. Back to the Mark 10, this is where we started. Mark 10, go down to verse 29. Jesus says, so Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, hear me, listen to this, guys. There is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold. Listen, now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecution. You're going to go through some stuff. And he says, in the age to come, eternal life. See, this is what we the thing that we like. This is where he says, but many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Let me, let me unpack that a little bit, because here's what Jesus is saying. And I'm going to point out something that's really, really interesting. Jesus is saying this, Nobody that has to sacrifice relationships, have to give up stuff to come after me. He says there ain't going to be nobody who don't get that stuff back now a hundredfold and in the, in the life to come. See, I love it because he makes it clear. Because we keep thinking sometimes we preach in the sweet by and by. You're going to get a mansion in glory. Well, if I'm in glory, I don't, I don't think I need a mansion. I'm okay with being homeless in glory. I mean, the streets are gold, what? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on, it's glory. But Jesus says something interesting here. <laughs> he says, if you have to sever ties with your brother or your family to follow me, here's what he's saying. I'm going to make sure that when you follow me, that you get mother's back. Watch it. If you have to sever ties with your birth mom because you are going after Jesus and that's not the path that they want to take, Jesus says, don't sweat it. I'm going to give you a whole bunch more mamas. If you have to sever sisters, or brothers. He says, even if you have to give up your house or land, I'll make sure that you get that stuff back. How? It may just be because I got so many brothers and sisters and family members in Christ. I'll never be homeless again. You get what I'm saying? He says, you're going to get this stuff now. I find it interesting, though, that when he starts the list about what you give up, he says wife. But he does not say in the other list what he's going to give back. He never says wife. That's really interesting to me. That's just a theological hmm. What you saying, Jesus? I'm going to give you one. You need to make that one work somehow or another. Bring her along. (laughs) But what he says is this. When you live sacrificially, I'm going to make sure I repay you. But the key is this. You got to give up some stuff. Deny yourself. Follow me. And then I will make sure that living sacrificially will give you, first, a life pleasing to God, because sacrificial living pleases God. Number two, sacrificial living unlocks kingdom living. Stop talking about kingdom if you're not ready to live sacrificially. Number three, sacrificial living helps you find yourself. I love that. Sacrificial living causes you to know God. And lastly, it never goes unrewarded. So you got to put this in your head that the way Jesus is calling us, he says, come here. I know you've been doing all you can to live right. There's some other stuff I want you to do. I want you to live sacrificially. And I do believe that the Spirit of God is calling to the church today Not just our church, the church, universal. Live sacrificially. Live sacrificially. Live sacrificially. And he says, I'll make sure you get it back.